Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Welcome back, everyone. It is Sunday, December the 5th, 2021. It is currently 5.12 p.m. Central Time, and here I sit, empty sanctuary, Victory Baptist Church, the middle of nowhere, Texas, and I'm just going to offer a warning right here from the very start. Now, sometimes I offer a warning because I'm saying, hey, you're going to get very offended, or maybe we're going to be talking about, you know, something of a sensitive nature, but no, I'm not offering a warning for anything like that. I'm offering a warning because what's getting ready to happen here is I'm just turning on the microphone, right? And we're just going to have a conversation. Now, in reality, I may be having a conversation with myself. So, so let me state it this way. Here's what's getting ready to happen. I've turned on the microphone. I've hit the big red go live button. And I'm just going to sit here in this empty sanctuary and have a discussion about Christianity, Christians, and facing a new year. It's just going to be like me having a conversation with myself, thinking out loud, stream of consciousness. I have no notes. I have nothing planned. It's just something that I've been thinking about and thinking about and thinking about, and I don't have any good answers. So you're just going to enter into the very, 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 very confused mind of me, right? You're going to enter into my very confused mind. It's probably going to be a dangerous journey. You're probably going to be frightened by what you discover. So listen at your own risk, okay? I don't know. You may become hurt by listening. I, I don't know what you're going to encounter. No, no, I, but I truly mean this. If, if you don't want to, if you just want to listen to someone basically talk out loud to themselves, then continue. If you don't want to listen to that, go ahead and stop this and just go listen to a different podcast. I I, I can understand. I, I don't know how valuable this will be, but it's just something I am thinking about. All right. So let's just, again, no notes. I have no organization other than just, I'm going to organize this as I, this is very impromptu. And, and I, but I, but I want to have a really, I think it will come across more sincere and real then I don't want this to come across as all put together because then then it I think it will be I, I think it will turn into something that I don't want this to be. I want this to try to capture the reality of something I have faced in my Christian life and I'm thinking some of you may have experienced something similar. So so let's start I guess with a question. How does the end of one year and the beginning of a new year impact you? Just from an emotional perspective, do you find yourself discouraged, depressed? Does it excite you? Do you feel a sense of melancholy? It's kind of, you just maybe... Maybe a little numb. Maybe you don't like the feeling. Maybe you're filled with lots of regret. Maybe you look back at, at you're facing your own mortality because every year, just as a reminder, you're another year closer to your death. I, I don't know. what how, how many emotions go running through your brain as you get closer and closer to the end of a year? Because we are fast approaching the, year, the end of year 2021. All right? And I, I tend... My brain goes absolutely crazy. It just goes nuts when it gets close to the end of the year. I, 
I have regrets. I have frustrations. I, I mean, it can go from discouragement to depression. But at the same time, in the midst of all of that going on, there's usually a little bit of sense of excitement and, oh, what, what are we going to do next? Let me give you an, oh, well, okay, Be, before we get to the church, just as an individual, I go through all of this. And I, a lot of times I will like, okay, what am I going to do this coming year? What, what are some things I want to accomplish? And I'm not big at like trying to, I try to be careful not to say, here are all of my goals, right? Because I just feel like, and I know this is probably not a smart way to think, but I just feel like that that's just sets up, sets you up for, for discouragement, and frustration. Like if I write all of these goals, I'm going to do all of these things. I feel like that you're just, you're almost setting yourself up for making it four months in, three months in and realizing you're already failing and which leads to great discouragement. And, and I don't, I don't like doing that. In my mind, I may say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, but I try to be very careful about not writing it down or, or being very dogmatic about it. It's just, okay. And sometimes it's very specific things and I accomplish those things. I, I, you know, okay, I'm going to at least do this one main thing and I already have a plan in mind and I, I go ahead and I, and I start it. Sometimes I don't do that. Now, as a pastor, one thing I tried to do, I don't do it anymore. I tried to do it that I was very, and again, this is just being very real, very just open with you. I used to, at the beginning of every year, establish this is going to be our theme for, you know, this year, 2016, 20, whatever year it is. It's, this is going to be our theme. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to work on. Sometimes I would, you know, have a whole plan laid out. This is what we're going to study. Here's some books we're going to read. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And what I discovered is that not most of the time you could get that initial excitement. Yeah, that sounds great, Pastor. Yeah, we'll do that. And then I don't know, two days later, okay, okay, maybe that's a little hyperbole. Soon after you start seeing the excitement dwindle, people get caught up in life, responsibilities hit them. And the next thing you know, they're not participating this. They're not reading this. They're not doing that Bible study. They're not using the devotional. They're not using the Bible study curriculum, whatever the case may be. And then you just kind of realize whatever. And like they show up and they don't even care. (laughs) Like at the beginning, oh, we're going to study that book. Great. And then they're kind of like, oh, you know, it just, everything falls apart. Everything falls apart. And it's no, it's no, it's no one really can be blamed for it because life happens, right? See, at the beginning of the year, you've got all these plans and excitement because maybe it's the holidays, maybe you have a little extra time off and you've got a time to plan it. And then once the holidays is over, boom, you get hit in the face with reality. Life happens. Now you've got responsibility. You got things you didn't plan to do. You got things that get in the way. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. You got to do that. There's things I need to do. I need to take the car to get an oil change. I haven't done it. We, we got to figure out when we can get money to get new co- tires on the car or, well, I'm going to end up stranded. So I got to figure out when to do that, then take the car whenever we get the money to do that. There's paperwork I need to take and get uh, filed that I need to do. I need to get my labs done 
for my doctor before my doctor yells at me. There, there's things, and I keep putting those off because, well, I've got other things I want to do. But to do those things, put up, you you know how that works. You so you can have all these plans and ideas, but then life is going to happen. Now the key is if you can make it through those those adversity, make it through those difficulties. Then I believe that in many cases that that's that's a very powerful thing. But I I'm I'm very hesitant to just like here write out everything you want to do this year, Every, everything you want to do because I just think in many cases it can lead to discouragement and disappointment. I maybe that's too, you know, maybe that's too. That's, that's a, a, a much, maybe that's too much of a negative way of looking at it. Maybe the should, approach should be is, hey, if you don't set some goals, you're never going to accomplish anything. And there is, there is truth to that. But I just, I don't like want to just set, set up for failure. I think, put it this way, if you can write down all the goals in the world, but you got to be honest with yourself as well, right? If you're going to write down 10 goals, then you know, if you're just even halfway honest, that eight of those are just a joke. You're not going to do them. Then why even say it? I, like maybe I, I tend to be much more of a real, uh, trying to be more realistic than optimistic, right? I like realism more than optimism because what's the point of being so optimistic when you, everybody's looking at you like, you're not going to do that. Now, maybe, maybe that's, that's the wrong approach, but I think it's something just, how, how do you approach the, the end of the year? How, how do you approach the beginning of a new year? Now, that's just in general how it impacts you in life, emotionally, what, what you, you can just process how it impacts you. But here's one area where we have to be very, 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 very thoughtful, I think, as Christians, right? I think when we reach the end of every year, and I do believe that this, this is important, I do believe that we should stop and at least ask, how did I grow this year as a Christian? Where did I struggle? Did I have any major failures? How did I handle those failures? What did I learn from those failures? What can I do to avoid those failures moving forward? What did I, who did I minister to? Who did I disciple? Who did I seek to evangelize? Who did I pray for? What did I do to further the kingdom of God? What did I do for my church? I think that the, it's a t- I think the end of a year is it's a time to take a little bit of a spiritual inventory. I, and You'll, you'll see what, what I, just, just stay with me. Just stay with me because there, there is a direction I think I'm going to go with this. But I think it's, it's important to take a little bit of a spiritual inventory. I think as a church, you know, look, as a, as a Christian podcaster, I can look back over 2021 and I can see clear failure, right? The Bible Institute podcast became a complete failure. It, 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 it all fell apart. Now, I can... I can say at the same time, though, there was something good that came from it. As I was trying to do the Bible Institute podcast, that really is kind of what led, ultimately, the Bible, the Bible Institute podcast really is what sparked the idea for the Bible study exercise. And then I just realized, instead of trying to do this for the podcast, I can just bring the Bible study exercise over to, from the, move it from the Bible Institute podcast, move it over to the podcast, the Theology Central podcast, and just rework it. Instead of saying, hey, we're going to go in this direction, we can, we can pick one passage a week and just work on it. And 
I, I, I modified it and I think I turned, I think so that failure is embarrassing. It's there. It will always be there as, as my failure. Maybe at some point I will delete it or maybe at some point I will try to refigure out what to do. But I can, I can look back and go, but the Bible study exercise, which I am very much pleased with and think that I'm onto something good, kind of flip, kind of grew from that failure. So, but I can look back and look at failures. There are episodes in 2021 that I did as a podcaster that I'm embarrassed by. It's either, I mean, I just did an embarrassing one just, what, 30 minutes ago, right? I, I mispronounced the name of a river, right? And messed it up and I had to correct it on the air. Now, it, that, that, that may not be that embarrassing to you. It's embarrassing to me, but it's there, right? It's it's there, Shiloh, Shiloa. I mean, I you know, I I I I messed it all. I messed it all up. And there are other episodes out there that are just like, man, why in the world? How did I mess that up? So, but I can learn from that, right? And I I can go. Well, do, how do I correct that? Well, some of the ways of correcting it would then kill what you want to do with the podcast, which is to be more real and more organic and not all produced. So, how do you balance this out? And and Look at it. So there's a lot of things I can look back just as a podcaster. But most importantly, though, I think the end of the year is critical that we look back at ourselves as, as, a, as a church. And when I say as a church, you as a member of a church, what did you do for your church this year? How did your church improve because of you? What did you how did you help your church with your time? How did you help your church with your giving? How did you help your church with your attendance? What did you do to encourage? Who did you build up? Who did you help? Who did you minister to? Right? Because typically a lot of people look at what their pastors did or didn't do, but what did you do? I think, I think it's an important time to look back and see what you did as a Christian as far as ministry is concerned. The church, the kingdom of God. What did you do to advance the kingdom of God? What did you support in, in the advancement of the kingdom of God with your, with your participation, money, whatever the case may be. I, I think that's very important. And then I think it's important to look back just at your Christian life. Again, your, your failures, your victories, not to look back at your failures to, to, to relive them and beat you over the head with them, but to look back and go, okay, what did I learn from that failure? Did I respond to it correctly? What can I do to move on? What can I do to avoid that mistake in the next year? I think that is important. But you can also look back and, so what did you do as far as growing spiritually? What was your prayer life like? What was your Bible study like? What, what, and if you look back and you don't really have much to show for it, that should bother you tremendously. That should bother you tremendously. So I think the end of the year is a perfect time to look back. Now, looking back is just, it, it, it's more just being open honest examination and then confessing what needs to be confessed and committing yourself to moving forward. So I think that when there's not a lot of danger and taking some time to examine your past year spiritually. I mean, think about if you, if you have Spotify every year, it's, it's all, it's, there's news articles. Everybody talks about it. It's all over social media. Uh, Spotify does your, your year, your, your, what's it called? Your, uh, your year end wrap it's, it's like a wrap of the year. And so what it does, and wrap, W-R-A-P, not R-A-P, but basically they wrap up your entire year and a little 
you click on it and it, it, it shows you these little graphs about what music you listen to, who is your favorite artist, what genres did you listen to, uh, maybe what podcast you listen to. And it kind of wraps up your entire year nice and neat. And everybody loves it and they love to share it on social media. Look, look at how many hours I spent listening to music. Who, look at my favorite artist. Look, you know, and, and then you can even share it on social media and tag your, the, the artist you listen to the most. It's, it's a really cool little thing. Everybody loves it. Other, all the other music streaming services have their own little types of things to, to show you what you spent the last year listening to. All right. That's great. In other words, there's an app that demonstrates it. Now, Here's the thing when you look back at your Christian life. You don't have an app. But if there was an app that gave your 2021, your spiritual life, wrapped up your spiritual life in 2021, what would it look like? You spent this much time in prayer. You ministered to these kinds of people. Here's how you helped the church. Here's how you were involved in furthering the kingdom of God. Here's much t- how much time you spent listening to sermons. Here's how much time you spent studying your Bible. Here's how much time you spent discipling someone. What would it look like? Would you would you hit play and it would be like, oh you, oh oh I'm sorry we didn't put anything together. I didn't even realize you were doing anything spiritually. Now I, okay that's a little bit of hyperbole. That would be extremely embarrassing. Or would it be like, well, I mean you know you did you did a couple of things so who good for you. Maybe next year you can do something. But I think it's important to look back. Now, I don't think I don't think it's time to sit there and then pull out the whip and start whipping yourself and beating yourself. I just think it's 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 a good time to acknowledge. It gives you a sense of where you are. Now, here comes the problem. That's looking back. Examination, acknowledgement, confession, dedicate to move forward. That's simple. But what do you do about moving forward? forward. Now, a lot of people come up with all kinds of plans and and ideas and they may start writing them out. Okay. In 2022, right? I'm going to do this. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do it. And you come up with a list of do's and maybe a list of don'ts. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop spending. And it becomes, here's the danger. If you're not careful, we approach our Christian life, Christian growth, Christian discipleship, no different than the, the way the world approaches writing out their new year resolutions. Hey, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to spend less time on my phone. And we just kind of come up with the, it's just, we Christianize it. Now, should we approach it the same way? Or... Does that lead to a more legalistic, fleshly approach that may lead to nothing more than discouragement, disillusionment, and frustration? Now, now, on one hand, I sometimes look at how people in the world, they'll have that whole notebook. They'll have a whole notebook written out. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, and they, and many of them will have that written out. They will, they will carry out their New Year's resolutions. They will show discipline. They will accomplish it, and they will be successful. Now, on one hand, from a Christian perspective, I do have to look at that and go, why, are, why is the world more committed to doing things in their life and advancing in their life than Christians are in advancing in the spiritual life? I, I, think, that's a, I think that's a reasonable question, right? 
I think that's reasonable because sometimes Christians don't seem that. And, and then you can say, why aren't Christians that committed to spiritual growth? I mean, sometimes as a pastor, I was like, why aren't I can't get people committed to do these things that are very spiritual? Why? Now, I think that that's something that the end of the year review, you have to ask yourself, well, why, why were you that committed to spiritual things? But here's my concern. Yes, people in the world have their New Year's resolutions. Some of them will be very successful. But should our approach to a new year spiritually, how should it be different than the world's approach? If all we do is just basically come up with the same fleshly philosophy, then I'm going to write out my list and I'm going to you know, start checking them off every day. I'm not saying that there isn't any benefit from it, but do we have a tendency of it sliding over into a legalistic mindset where we, we, we're, very, we're very legalistic about it and all it really does is it, it makes us feel good because we're keeping our goals, we're checking them off the list and we, it just builds up more of our pride than it does spiritually. I'm not saying that there can't, I'm not saying that there can't be good from this. I'm saying that there's a, I feel there's a danger in it. There's a danger. But at the same time, if you don't set forth some goals, I, I, I mean, spiritual growth just doesn't happen. And, and you know, like, hey, I'm just going to do nothing. I, I think it requires some effort. It's just how can we avoid it from becoming a fleshly, legalistic exercise and it becomes something that we can try to develop a plan, an idea where it will actually benefit us spiritually. Now, do you typically have spiritual goals for the new year? And and just look back at your Christian life. How successful have you been in those spiritual goals? And why do you think you haven't been? And if you have had years where you're successful, did it really prove to be spiritually beneficial or did all it build up was your arrogance and pride? If it all it did was build up your pride and arrogance and thinking, well, look at me, I'm doing all of this stuff and look at all these other lazy, apathetic, complacent Christians who don't do anything. They're pathetic. At least I'm doing something. I mean, some people will have that mentality. I, you know, I jog four miles a day and they want everyone to know they jog four miles a day because they got to post it on social media to let everyone know. And then they got to let everyone know they had a healthy lunch and then they got to let everyone know that they had a, protein shake for supper and they got to post pictures of it and tell everyone and let everyone know. Now, some people say that's a wonderful thing. Some people could say, I'm saying you can do whatever you want about that. But when it's spiritual, if you're doing it just to be seen or shown, then your motives are wrong. And then I don't know how much spiritual benefit comes from it. But what what's your, what's your normal method? What's your normal method? Now, a lot of times I will, I, I tend to be relatively disciplined. And so I'm usually pretty good. Like, okay, I'm going to make sure I, I do this. But how, how, discipl- how, how much structure do I have to create? Do I have to create an entire system that says, okay, I'm going to do this. 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 And I'm going to do this. And, and then I start knocking those things out. Again, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying you then have to watch for the dangers. Here's the thing. You can have a good system and there's nothing wrong with the system. There's nothing wrong with your plan. But with every good idea or system, there's always 
possible spiritual dangers lurking in them. Doesn't mean the system or idea is wrong. Just means you got to also be aware of the spiritual dangers that come into it. I just think a lot of people, a lot of Christians, and maybe I'm wrong here, just kind of take a very, eh, whatever happens. Like they don't have a plan. Like they just go into the new year. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I may try to, they may, they may throw a couple of things out there, but they don't really have a dedicated plan on what to do in their spiritual life. They, they don't really have a plan. Some will say, I'm going to read the Bible. They may not have any plan for Bible study. They may not have any plan for when they listen to sermons or listen to Christian podcasts. Just what, I, I, I just, here, let me ask it this way. How can we develop a clear strategy and plan for spiritual growth in 2022 that doesn't become legalistic? How can we have a grace-based plan for 2022 that will glorify God and benefit us spiritually and not simply build up our ego and pride? And I don't know if there's a definitive uh, a plan out, everyone has their plan. I mean, there. I mean, you just start looking. It's going to be everyone has a plan. Everyone's like, do this, do that, buy this book, do this, do that. Everyone's got their system. You know, hey, this is what you need to do. So in 2022, you need to read more Christian books. You need to do some uh, journaling. You need to do Bible study. You need to do scripture memory. You need to do scripture reading. You need to do uh, sermon listening. You, yeah, everyone's got their plan. I, I, I used to know people who had a calendar. They, they, would, they would map out all of the next year and write down all the Christian books that they were going to read. They would have books in categories like systematic theology. Uh, they, they would put Bible history. They would have like all of these different categories. And then they would have the books listed out. This, on this month, I'm going to read this book on this month. And you'd be like, wow, they, they've got that planned out. And that's great. That's great. Not everyone else has that kind of plan. Now you've got to give them, I'm not saying that that's legalistic. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm saying that they that it the danger there is they can be like, look at all the books I read. But then there are others who could care less. They don't even have a plan. Read a book. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to do that. I mean, some people just don't have much spiritual desire to do anything spiritually. Or maybe they have desire, but then get derailed as soon as the year starts. Week two, you know, third week of January. And boom, obviously you've already been hit with something that you weren't prepared for and then everything starts to fall apart. Just what is your approach to a brand new year? I know, I know, I told you that I'm just throwing some things out there because I I have right here, I know you can't see it, I have a bullet journal here. I've been uh, I've been reading a book on bullet journaling, and I, I've I've learned the bullet journal system. I have here, like in my bullet journal here, I have a key. It's called a key, right? What each thing represents. I have an index where you index what's in your journal, and then I've started doing basically some bullet journaling. Now I'm not I I took their system and modified it for something that I thought would be more beneficial for my spiritual life, right? Um, and how I could could do this. And I don't have a, 
I, I, what I started, because I started working on this, going, well, how could I use this in 2022? One of the things I discovered is, well, wait a minute. Um, if, if the journaling takes up time, like I've got, if I've got to spend all of this time creating a journal to outline what I'm going to do, and then I've got to document everything I do in the journal, then I'm spending a lot of time journaling when I could be spending time actually doing things that I need to be doing. So like, I was like, I'm, I'm still conflicted in how it works, but in other words, I was sitting here going, okay, what, what can I do? So I wrote down like spiritual things that obviously should be a part of every Christian life, devotional. Now, you all know I have, I, I, my plan is I try to have uh, four devotional studies a day, morning, afternoon, evening, and late at night. I try. Maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's 10 minutes, whatever, scripture, and try to write some kind of thought down, something about it. Maybe it, it's, it's re, like, we've been, say, this week is Isaiah 8, Every everyone, morning, afternoon, evening, may all be Isaiah 8, Isaiah 8, Isaiah 8, it may be. Devotion, sermon trying to pick a sermon and listen to a sermon every day from, from any source. Christian podcast, picking Christian podcast. Prayer, pray, praying for people. Praise, trying to praise God. Thanksgiving, writing down struggles. What am I struggling with? Sp- uh, uh, spiritual manna, in other words, anytime I come across something that's a cool quote or just some kind of cool spiritual idea, just write it down in the journal. Uh, scripture memory, and then Bible study. Those are all the things like I could... Try to put in my journal and write them down. And I've already started. So like if you look at my index, I have devotional in my index, page one. And on page one, here's a devotional. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 13. Now you could almost call this a Bible study, but I, I called it a devotional. And I have an outline, uh, the reality of the world, Second uh, Timothy uh, 2 Timothy 3, 12 through 13, the solution, 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 15, uh, the reason, 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 17, and then, um, yeah, there, there you have it. So I did kind of an outline, and I could read everything in the outline. There I have it, all right? So, all right, that's that's a good thing. I mean, and I could go through everything I did here in my journal and, and where I've got, you know, all the different things I'm working on. But, okay, how... How I haven't quite figured out how far do I take this. I, I broke the journal down into different uh, other categories where I keep track of entertainment. What am I watching? Uh, news, when I hear something on the news that I think is important. But then I started realizing, well, if I'm not careful, then all I'm going to do is be everything I do. I got to stop and write it down in the journal, write it down in the journal. I'm going to spend most of my time journaling instead of just doing other things. I'm not, now I'm not saying a journal is not good. And I'm not saying bullet journal journaling is not good. If you want to learn the system, you should learn the system and see if it could benefit you. Here's the thing. I think whatever we try to do spiritually in the new year, this is very important. It's not the system. This is very important. It's not the system. It's, it's it, how can I put this? Don't get so caught up like I've got to follow this system. Here's the way I've got to do it. No, you you come up with whatever will benefit you spiritually. It's about you growing spiritually. It's not about here's this system and I've got to cross every T and dot every I of the system. It's about what will help you spiritually. I, I think here's the most important thing. You have to care about running the spiritual race before you. 
We know to run that race, you got to cast off those things that would hold you back and you got to press on. You got to discipline yourself. That we know that to be factual. We know that to be true. So be more worried and focused on what will benefit you than just trying to come up with following a system. But I think we have to at least be mindful that spiritual advancement, spiritual growth doesn't just magically happen. It requires disciplining ourselves with something that will help us move forward. And I don't know, I, I, I don't want to just say, I, like a part of me, I could break down how I'm doing my journal here, but then that becomes a system. And I don't necessarily want to hand you a system, but at the same time, you have to have something. Like we become so, we, we just kind of go along. It's almost like we just kind of go along for the ride. Okay, well, new year, we, we will have plans for the things we need to do, maybe for our job, our family. We may plan our family vacation. Like we have lots of things we'll plan for our, we'll, we'll call this our non-spiritual life. I know all of life should fall under the spiritual heading, but just playing along with this idea. We'll have all of these other agendas, plans, and ideas. And spiritually, we just wing it. We're like, well, maybe I'll read my Bible. Maybe I won't. I don't have a plan. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna commit to a plan. I'm I'm not gonna do you just you just kind of wing it. And so by the end of the year, you look back and what did you accomplish? Well, I didn't really do that much Bible study. I didn't really listen that many sermons and I didn't really listen that many Christian podcasts. And well, I didn't really do much of anything. Okay, well, what great. That's now I'm not saying we should beat ourselves up, but it, it should be a warning sign that maybe spiritual advancement. It's going to require a little bit more discipline and structure. But I know this, if you don't want it, all the structure in the world won't matter. I, I could come up with every plan in the world as a pastor. If the people don't want it, it's not going to matter. They'll be done with it by the time Jan- before January is even over. They've already discarded it, already thrown it out, and they're not doing it. And they don't care. In many cases, they'll make it clear that they're not doing it. It'll be obvious. It'll be so painful that you'll be like, okay, let's stop playing this game anymore. Now, I'm not saying that they would have to follow that plan, but what do they put in its place? Here's the reality. You're going to die and I'm going to die. The reality is we don't know when that is. But right now, while we have life, we're supposed to be using that life for God's glory We need to be seeking to grow as a Christian, and we need to be seeking to minister uh, to other people. Something you can think about. Something you can think about. All right? There, I don't, I I know you're like, well, what's the payoff here? I don't have a payoff other than I'm just thinking about it out loud. I, like, I don't, I'm sitting here looking at 2022 fast approaching, and I don't have a good plan other than, I'm going to make some plans for the for the podcast, obviously, some things we want to accomplish, but I'm even going to try to be careful there. I know this, though. Every day I wake up, I'm supposed to do it, live for God's glory, God's purpose, and I should desire spiritual growth and to grow closer and closer to God so that he can have more glory and seek to be used for his purpose and his kingdom and to further his kingdom in any way I can and to minister to people. That That's something I... I I 
I'm, I know that I'm supposed to do. What that looks like, I don't know if I need a system to figure that out. I just know I need to have the dedication to do it. Some people need the system or they won't do it. Some people, if you don't plan it, schedule it, you won't do it. You'll just wake up and go, well, what do I want to do today? Today, I don't want to do Bible study. So you won't. And you wake up the next day, I, I don't feel like going to church. You won't. You wake up the next day, I, I don't feel like listening to any sermons. You won't. Now, as many Christians, that's the way they live. Just do what you want. Not so sure that's a spiritual, not so sure, not so sure that's a spiritual philosophy. I do what I want. We make a joke here at the church. I do what I want. That's what a lot of I do. They do what they want, and that there's sometimes that's that's the we even if we don't say it, we do what we want. But how much? I mean, yeah. I see. This this gets to lots of questions. And again, I want it to not be legalism. We we don't want legalism. But man. When we look at the state of our spirit, when we look at the state of the church and the state of our own spiritual lives, doesn't something got it? Doesn't something have to change? Where's that passion, zeal, hunger, and desire for the things of God that's missing in the lives of many Christians? I'm not saying we can just plan it, structure it, and make it happen. It almost it becomes a heart issue more than it becomes. Uh, uh, it becomes. It, I think it's a heart issue more than it's a, a planning issue. It's a heart issue. Like what there's something wrong with us spiritually. I don't know if I can just plan that and schedule that and come up with a system. I mean, I got notebooks all over here. I got this table's covered in notebooks. I don't I don't have a system. I mean, I can tell I can say, all right, guys, in 2022, let's do this. And everybody could be like, yeah. And then by the end of January, we stopped. So I don't know if I have, I don't know if I have the answers and I've been in Christianity too long. And thank you, Will, for, uh, he said, thanks a lot to think on. Um, I just, I've just ever, I've seen it so many years. We're going to do this. And then, and, but, but at the same time, I, I see people in the world who like, I'm going to go to the gym at 5 a.m. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, and you'll watch them start doing it. And you're like, well, how are they in the world being more successful and more dedicated than what I'm doing as a believer? That, that shouldn't, I mean, I talk about it all the time. If I wake up early and drive here to the church, right, right almost right when I get on the highway, the first thing I cro- pass is a CrossFit gym. It's right there off the highway. They usually have the big garage doors open and they'll be out running around the building or be up there cr- crawling up a rope or whatever they're doing. And I'm always like, man, that's some dedication. That's, that's dedication. What, what is that supposed to look like in the Christian life? But at the same time, it doesn't become, here's your 30 rules and here's what you're going to do. I've, I've, I've done a lot of following all the rules and being very disciplined. But in many cases, I think a lot of time I was following a program or an idea. And I, I pat myself on the back, but I don't know if I grew spiritually. The key is to grow spiritually. What motivates that, I don't know, is a plan. It's more of a heart for God. And I don't know, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't schedule that. Right? It's, it's kind of that joke that you can't schedule a revival, right? People can have revival services, you know, in the fall or whenever, whenever they have their revivals. 
You can schedule a revival church service, but that's not a revival. Can't schedule a revival. I can't schedule my heart being right with God, but I know this, even when I don't, even when my heart's not right with God and I may not want to do something, staying disciplined and spending time in God's word is still worth it even if my heart's not in it because it's ultimately the word of God that I think will break the heart and revive the heart and bring the heart back. So I think sometimes you have to stick with the discipline even when the desire's not there, hoping that the discipline will bring about the desire. But it's not like the discipline will make the desire happen, but it's the more time you spend in God's word, the greater chance that will produce the desire. Yeah, we can get a whole discussion about that. All right. I I apologize if this is not beneficial. Thank you, Will, for the thumbs up. That is encouraging. Um, these are just a lot of thoughts that have, I've been bouncing around, and I haven't figured out exactly how I wanted to share this. So I thought instead of waiting, just turn this on and share it because, I, I mean, I, I just have a feeling 2022 is going to be a challenging year. I just, I just feel it's going to be a challenging year maybe for the culture, the country, the church. And uh, we always know that every year has its own challenges for your spiritual life and mine. And I've found myself in the midst of failure in a year where I never thought failure was coming. And you could, we, so all we can do is, well, we've got a new year in front of us. What can we do to glorify God? What, what can I do? I'm going to do everything I can with this podcast to do what I can to assist you. And obviously making the podcast hopefully assist me as well spiritually. And hopefully we'll just all grow together and learn and stumble and fall and pick each other back up and move on and see what we can do. I, I, I don't know. A lot to think about. Um, and uh, we, you'll, you'll see all the different systems get thrown at you this uh, as December fast approaches. As we get close to January, every Christian ministry is going to be like, do this and do this. And here's what you need to do. And do this and do this and do this. And here, buy these three books. And here's this. And then, you know, and they're all going to have their plans. I just, I don't know. All right, I'll stop right there. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I'm going to go home now. Everyone have a great day. God bless.